0: I've had a message for the past three weeks, and I'm going to endeavor to try to get some of it out, (laughs) because I got trumped the past two weeks. Hallelujah. But that's okay. If the Holy Spirit's doing the trumping, I'm good. Amen? So open your Bibles, if you would, to the, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16. And Pastor Tim, uh, can I have a, is there an announcement handy? Yeah, there's one over here for Lisa. Going back almost three weeks ago, I guess it was beginning of February, I asked Pastor Tim to put here uh, the key to true riches. And that was the purpose of the design that he put on there. Say key to true riches. Hallelujah. Is that in the Bible? We're going to find it. Yeah, in just a few moments. I'm going to open up my sword. Hallelujah. I love the word. And the treasures of Scripture. Now, think think about it. In John 1, 12, it says that he came to His own, and His own did not receive him. But as many as received them, to them He gave the right authority and power to become children of God. Amen. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then John pens it also in his letters. As He is, so are we in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, I kind of picked up this saying, and... You have to understand the new creation is when we're a kynos creation, according to Second Corinthians 5.17, any man found that Christ is a new creation, a kynos creation. And the inference there is a species that never existed before. Even though we were eternal, it wasn't until his life came into us that we became a species that we previously had not been. We became a Christ in forget Christian for a minute, Christ Ian, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So Luke 16, Holy Spirit, as we delve into the scripture, I'm asking you you because you had just so wonderfully, your promises are yes and amen in Christ. But Holy Spirit, you said back in prayer some months ago that you were giving us a gift as a spiritual house, one of your spiritual houses, one of your launching pads, one of your venues. You said you were going to give us the gift of comprehension. So we thank you for that, Holy Spirit. You are truly our teacher, our guide, our helper, our paraclete, our standby, our intercessor. You're the other helper, Jesus said, will come. And you live in us, and we yield to you today as we sang, we surrender. <laughs> we want to know Christ more. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Luke 16. Luke 16 is the result of the, of the previous chapters as well. Again, it's a, a, a specific story that Jesus switches gears to, but you have to understand something that what reason and purpose did Jesus come for? John said, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. Amen amen? So that what? So that humanity could be free, free from the satanic influence, bondage, control, to be bond slaves of Christ. Every human being on the earth is a slave one way or the other. There's either one against our will or there's one that's with our will by our own volition. We get a chance When light comes and we see that there is indeed a Savior, and amen, and a revelation of who that Savior is, all of a sudden, we're offered a choice to believe and receive or reject. If we we reject Christ or anyone rejects Christ by default, they are saying Satan is Lord. Now, that's got to strike you and I to the cord because we have loved ones, family members, friends. And, I mean, when you talk about loved ones, you're talking about a family tree. You're talking about people that, amen, that are upline, downline, or across lines. You're talking about mega people that you and I have an assignment for. That the Lord God Almighty wants you and I to literally change their destiny. And be a part of their of the transformation of their destiny from darkness to light, from evil to good, Amen. Don't ever think for a moment your prayer isn't powerful. And Vicky, the prayer you pray with that woman, what an opportunity for God to move in the simplicity of, a, of an opportunity, but to confirm who, who's the teacher, the Holy Ghost. Jesus said He will remind you of the things that He said. Well, was it Vicky? caps saying that prayer, or is it Christ and Vicki praying that prayer? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit's going to remind that woman of Vicky's prayer. Hallelujah. As the house is sold for the best price on the market. Amen. We include that, Lord. Amen, Lord. Amen. Give her the best price on the market. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so Luke 16. He's been teaching parables, though, and this is the following this parable of the lost coin. Very interesting. Then he gets to the parable of the lost son in chapter 15, the prodigal. Finances is what we're going, Jesus is addressing in the message I'm about to go to. But it's more important than finances is this godly part of the government that he has called you and I to walk in. Every person in this room. And it's that in God's government, there's something that you and I must mature in, and it's in the area of stewardship. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, monetarily, every area of life. He wants you and I to become wise stewards. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you just to specialize in one area only, even though you may find a niche or, you know, in, in things in the Word. But in the areas of life, he wants you and I to be supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Over the top. Amen. So look at verse 1 with me. And it's got a subtitle to it, the parable of the unjust steward. He also said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward. And an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Now, the word steward here is interesting. And in the Greek, it means A, number one. And I hope you're taking notes. Please, I want to encourage you. I, praise God for electronics, bring a paper Bible, bring a notebook, carry one with you, and put down notes that are, that are, you know, that as you're taking scripture references or whatever else, because the word you eat now is not just to be going, just like food, go in your mouth and be eliminated some hours later. There's nutrition from the word of God that your body, your spirit needs to apprehend, and your soul needs to apprehend. How's our mind transformed? By the renewing of it with the Word of God. Amen? So it's through that meditating. And years past, they said meditation and speaking the Word over and over is like a cow chewing the cud. That's the picture they say. You know, when a cow gets a big piece of grass or hay in its mouth, it's just... it's, It's going nowhere and got all day to get there. And that's the picture of meditation, like a, chow, a cow chewing the cud. It's taking its time. It's breaking it down so that its digestive system can manage it. And its body receive all the things that are necessary. Amen? Don't you think you're sp- – listen, part of the challenge we have as Christians is value. We have to determine and re- redetermine the value we put on the importance of the Word of God in our life. Amen? Amen? In every area of life. Hallelujah. What did Paul say to Timothy? All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Two of those seem a little abrasive reproof, correction. Well, if you're on the wrong course, wouldn't you like your course to be corrected? Amen. So if you're on a self-centered course, it's going to seem harsh. But if we're on a course with following the Lord and wanting all God has for us, amen, and wanting him to use us to give all he has for somebody else, see, that's when it starts becoming such a joy, man. You can't wait to get out there with society. You can't wait to start sharing your faith because why? God has something for those people that he wants to give them through you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to give it to them through you. Tell your neighbor, he wants to give it to him through you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, a steward, a house distributor. It's a person that is in this function of being a house distributor. It also means a manager. It also means a fiscal agent. Say fiscal agent. Someone who manages finances for the master. Say, I I am responsible. I'm going to ask you to say something because it's true, whether you are really aware of it or not. I am responsible to be a good fiscal agent of my master's goods. Hallelujah. I believe you (laughs) because it's in the Word. Amen. It also means treasurer. Well, glory. Verse 3. Then the steward said within himself, after he gets this report from the master, you can no longer be steward. Verse 3, the steward said within himself, what shall I do? My, my, my vocation is being terminated or it's terminated. Now I got a time to get all my stuff together and leave, right? What shall I do? My master is taking stewardship away from me. He starts to think. I cannot dig. He's never done laboring. Amen? So he's not going to leave here and be able to get a job digging ditches. I cannot dig. I'm not physically able. I'm not, and I am ashamed to beg. What solution do I have? What's going to happen to me? I've resolved. Say, I have resolved. I have have resolved what to do. Now, in this case... This is a reaction to being a dishonest steward. This is a reaction because he's being terminated. Amen? Amen. Say reaction. Yeah. Say you and I need to be good stewards by, by doing. Amen? By being active, not reactive. We employ stewardship. We employ the Word of God. We employ the good things. Amen? True riches of God. Hallelujah. I cannot dig, I'm ashamed to beg, I have resolved what to do, that when I am put out of my stewardship, they, they may receive me into their houses. Now, if you just stop there and you just pick a verse in the morning and you just pick this, it's like, what in the world does that mean? Who be they? Who's they? Well, it goes on. Verse 5. So now the unjust steward is the, is the character here. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 50. See, I am the steward of this My master's goods. I am the fiscal manager of my master, the one who allotted these things to you. I am the house distributor. See, he's still capitalizing on something that he's lost, but he's still using the power of it. Amen? Okay. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write 80. So the master, look at verse 8. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. This is amazing to me. Now, he didn't go up to him and say, hey, I just want to thank you for stealing from me. I just want to really thank you. I, I want to commend you. you did really, you're a really shrewd guy. You know, I really appreciate you reducing the guy's debt. You know, you're taking money out of my pocket, but that's okay. You know, I just want you really... Com- no, he, the, God, Jesus is communicating something to us. The commendation is this, is that the sons of this world are shrewder than sons of light. And that's where he goes on. Look at this. He commends them, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than sons of light. That's an indictment against the body of Christ. Yes, Amen. Amen. So what, what's Jesus saying? We should be very shrewd with the responsibility of fiscal management. We have a responsibility to be financially wise and shrewd. Amen? And I promise you, the entrance of the word gives light. But also, if you want to learn how to master finances, we need financial inspiration, financial teaching. We need financial counselors and advisors. Because you know what? It don't come, you know, I don't know about you, but I became a a husband at 17. That didn't mean I knew how to be a husband. Amen. 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 By the time I was thirty and seven years saved, I started to have a clue. (laughs) But unfortunately, (laughs) some of them were 12 years old before I had a clue. Amen. You need wisdom, and it's out here. God has in his body. Listen, they're out here in the secular world, but we have opportunity. We have teachers. We have financial brilliance in the body of Christ, but we must access it. We must first of all acknowledge I need help. Amen. Yeah. I'm tired of having too much month at the end of the money. <laughs> Come on. Anybody? Anybody? No, we are the head and not the tail. Too much month at the end of the money means we're back here on the tail end. (laughs) Amen. Come on. God wants you and I in the driver's seat. But listen, for true financial success, there comes this accountability of God, the master's goods. Listen, you have to take this to heart. Whether you're a good news or somewhere else, this truth, we have to take to heart. Hallelujah. We are responsible. Well, where are you getting this all from, Pastor? Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28. Right, right. Dominion. dominion. Authority. Right. Amen. Yep. To what? Over. Subdue, replenish, multiply. <laughs> Erase that. Fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion over everything except another human being. Come on, man. I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Because Jesus has beautiful things for us in this. So he, he commends the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. The word shrewd here is very enlightening. I mean, it's pretty much self-evaluating but thoughtful. Sagacious or discreet. I can't dig, and I'm too ashamed to beg. So what are my options here? To continue to misuse what I've been misusing. That is my office, my responsibility. I'm on my way out anyway. That, what did he say? I'm going to forgive the debts because I have that authority, even though it's unjust. that they may receive me into their houses. I'm gonna need a place to stay. So I'm gonna be shrewd here and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna start setting up my apartments. Come on, That's right. how? Forgiven this debt, 50 measures of oil, Forgiven this debt, 20 measures of wheat. Why? Because when I'm gone, I ain't got no place to go. And that isn't Revelations 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door not. Behold, I, the unjust steward, stand at your door, who I forgave your debt, and I not. Aww. Hey, hey, what's up? Come on in. And let, are you hungry? Sure. Yes, yeah, some water for my feet, kiss on the cheek, all the stuff that was common. Hey, what's up? Well, you know what? I no longer work for that guy anymore. I'm kind of like uh, on, on retirement. But I, an odd thing has occurred, I don't have a place to stay. Oh, well, you forgave us so much. Stay with us for a while. Thank you so much. That would be very helpful. Well, your time ran out. Hey, Mr. Who I forgave the oil and the me- measures of wheat for. Hi, how are you today? Glory to God, it's good to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hey, you know what? Well, how, what's going on? Well, I lost my steward. I, I didn't lose my stewardship. My, I um, retired. I retired from the stewardship at so-and-so's house, and now I'm, uh, you know, I'm no longer living there, and I'm actually on a journey, but I don't have a place to stay. Well, why don't you stay for us for a while? The master commends the shrewdness of the unjust steward. Now, think about that, that they might receive you into their houses. But let's go on. The, see, this this whole thing of the power of wealth in Deuteronomy 8.18, God says this. It, it, don't ever forget for a moment. That is the Lord God that gives you power to get wealth, to establish his covenant, not just your wants. Huge difference. See, the Bible says in, in Psalms, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desire of your heart. The more you and I press into him and love on him, we're going to ascertain his heart. And not only his heart for souls, but how to reach them. Amen? How, amen? 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 Hallelujah. So anyway, it also that word shrewd also meant mental acquirement having or showing acute mental discernment and keen practical sense. Well, don't you think it's time you and I get shrewd? Pastime, thank you. Well, that was good. That was good preaching. You can all say amen. <laughs> say pastime. Past time. Amen. Now, listen, the Lord gave us something back in 2013. Do not let the past be an anchor to your future. To your future. Set your sail for the horizon because God's going to take you there. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyway, verse 9. And I say to you, look what Jesus says here. Make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon that when you fail or you go home to be with the Lord is the context here. Fail means when you die. That when you fail, what's it say? They may receive you into an everlasting home. So Jesus has taken a natural illustration to communicate a spiritual truth that you and I, when we take God's, the stewardship of God's finances and say, Lord, I want, we are choosing to invest into souls being saved, whether that be missions, outreach, however that's designed, saints. Sometimes it's sending the evangelist, hallelujah, That's taken the power of unrighteous mammon to send someone or any of the offices. If there's an opportunity that opens up to go preach the good news and manifest the glory of God, and we send somebody out, hallelujah, amen? That's the power of unrighteous mammon. To what? To see souls saved, healed, delivered. And those lives that are changed as a result of your investment of finances, when they go and they're in heaven and all of a sudden you it's time for you to go home and be with the Lord, who are some of the first ones greeting us when we cross the threshold? Those people that got saved as a result of our investment. Yeah. It's not only family members, it's the souls. That's what Jesus is saying here. Hallelujah. Make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon. Hallelujah, that when you fail, when you die, you perish, you go home to be with the Lord, your body dies, they may receive you into an everlasting home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, "Oh, oh, man, I'm getting shrewder. There you go. So Jesus is teaching his disciples that their stewardship includes using the power of unrighteous money for the furtherance of the gospel. It's got to be. It's got to become part of our budget, and, and you know it's a crime. So many students are graduating high school clueless of any kind of financial management. Some of them go into college, and what's one of the first things they get in college? A credit card opportunity. Amen. Hey, you I got a credit card. Bless God. Amen. Woo! Free money. See, it's these plastic cards have two natures to them. One is credit equals debt, the other side is money in the bank will cover this. Now it's a credit card, but if I don't have the money, it's a Debt card. Amen. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. I wish I knew that when they first came out. Woo! We could get stuff we didn't have for a long time. Then all of a sudden, that monthly bills start coming in. And though, you know what? Just like the sun is faithful to come up every day, that's, you know that, we say come up. The sun don't move. Amen? The sun's constant sun's there. Hallelujah. This morning I looked outside and I thought, man, alive. Thank God for the sun. Where was it? Where's yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday was so beautiful. Blue sky, a little powder, sunshine. Brr, you feel that sun? Man, I thought, am I alone? No. Man, when you feel that sun, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. mm. Feels so good. Vitamin D is coming into our bodies. <sighs> Come on. Amen. Use your head for more than a hat rack. Use sunscreen if you need it. But, oh, enjoy it. And I looked out this morning, and it's all cloud cover. And I'm like, really? At 35,000 feet, that sun is shining bright, and the sky is blue. We just got to get above the cloud cover. See, if we're seated with him in high places with the S we'll always see the S-U-N as we're looking down on situations and circumstances. Well, Glory. (laughs) (laughs) look what he says here in verse 10 he who is faithful in what is least hold it there what is the context of this teaching the management of money the management of money So the Lord's saying, he who is faithful in what is least in proportion to the things, the true riches of heaven. Money is just a means of exchange here on the earth. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's for here. It's for management here. Is faithful also in much? The problem is a lot of people, I've done this before, you know, their heart is here. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. You get the picture? <laughs> Instead of here. <laughs> What's controlling our life? Think about it for a minute. Why? Well, let's go see what Jesus says. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Now, we already received the tithes, and I'm not going to take an offering. I'm setting you up because we're going to take a big offering right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Next verse. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous men, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Oh, God, I want to be using the gifts of the Spirit. Well, is it here that's got the greatest control of your life, your thoughts? What's consuming your thoughts? Or is it the kingdom? Are our heads on the breast of Jesus? Carol, you said it last week. What was it like for the Lord Jesus the night he was being betrayed? For John the disciple to have his head on his breast and hearing the heart of the Father, the heart of the Son, the heart of the Holy Ghost. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For God desires that none perish, but that all come to, to life. Amen? What do you and I hear? Do we hear his heart? Do we hear his message? Do we hear his thoughts? Are we communing with our Father in such a way that we're intimate? Uh, Lydia, we were talking a little bit before the service in Revelations 3.20 when Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any open to me, I will come in and sup with them and they with me. And sup was this thing of two people at a table in the richest communion of fellowship. The letter is not the sinners, but we use that verse to get folks saved. The letter is to the church. It's one of the seven churches. I stand at the door of your heart and knock. In Matthew 24, Jesus said one of the signs of the last days is meant the love of many, the agape Of many will wax cold. Hey, folk, saints, the lost don't have agape yet. So the warning is to the church, don't grow cold in your love for him. In the churches of Revelation, Philadelphia is the carte blanche in the seven churches. Ephesus is also highly commended in that. You could discern the false apostles and false prophets. Your work is awesome, but this one thing I hold against you, you have left your first love. Part of the dynamics of, of walking with God and serving God is being careful. If, if our intimacy is always insured and protected, then the work we do will be with the right motive and right anointing. But if we fall out of love into a works mentality, that spirit of religion, which is really ebbed ebbed by witchcraft, all of a sudden we lose track. We start doing the work of the Lord rather than knowing the, the Lord of the work. See, God wants you and I to have that perspective, the right understanding. I have fellowship with the Lord of work. Hallelujah. And now the work that I do is going to be an outflow of my fellowship with him. Oh, glory. So true riches. One of the, uh, the Barnes commentary says it this way. True riches is the graces of the gospel, the influences of the spirit, eternal life, the riches, and then it goes on to say, the riches of this world are false, deceitful, not to be trusted. The treasures of heaven, on the other hand, are true, faithful, never failing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that good? Yeah. So he goes on in verse uh, 12. If you would, please. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Verse 13. No servant can serve two masters. He can For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money hallelujah. hallelujah listen when money is controlling our decisions we're servant of it when the money is controlling our lives something's, at, something's upside down something's radically wrong the Lord's supposed to be controlling our lives Come on. Amen? Amen? So if this shoe is given to us today by God, put it on. Hallelujah. Because in the shoe, the revelation of this, and listen, even if that's not your experience to this moment, from this moment forward, it can become yours. Lord God, I I have a fresh resolve. No longer are finances going to control my life. Make my decisions for me. But I'm going to believe your word. And I'm asking you for help. Help. (laughs) I'm upside down. My mortgage is upside down. My outgo is more than my income. Who are we going to with all these things? And sometimes you can be doing everything right, and that seems to happen. Yes. That's right. That's right. What's up with that? It's called T-E-S-T. It could be Trial. Trial. And what does the good book say to you and I during tests and trials? Counting all all joy. Hallelujah. I love this test. (laughs) Why are you dancing around like that, you fool? You got to pay your bills. They ain't my bills. They're God's. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Maybe we ought to start putting that on our bills. Ray and Carol, Jesus. Shannon. That's right. Ray and Carol, Shannon of I Am. ray right. okay. Abraham awesome. and Carol. Yeah. ray <laughs> Out of all the things on the planet Jesus could have chosen, he addresses serving God or money. The connection here is that Jesus understands that money is necessary as a means of exchange to buy and sell. He also knows that the love of money is the root, the root. Money is not evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's what he said. Amen? The Father's heart, say this with me, the Father's heart, the Father's heart. is for us to have A proper perspective of finances and its purpose and power in life. I'll read the rest. The stewardship of resources is directly connected to our heart and soul. What are you talking about? Will, intellect, and emotion. Finances mess with our will, or at least they require a a resolve of our will. Are you with me? Our intellect. Why? We don't have to stay ignorant financially. Start today. Let's start today with a resolve. But you know what? I also want to say this. It's the Sabbath. Whatever happened to the Sabbath? Whatever happened to the Lord's day? Well, I'll squeeze it in. We'll allot some time. Whatever happened to the Sabbath day? Oh, you're just trying to put us back in religious bondage. God said, my word's eternal. Keep holy the Sabbath. I don't know. Uh, Whoops. Jesus, oh, see, that all stopped when Jesus came. I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill it. My father worked six days and rested. Rested. I want to tell you something. How about this in the financial arena? God, there's too much month at the end of the money. I need to work seven days a week. No, keep holy the Sabbath. Trust God. Pay your tithe. Give an offering in faith. Hallelujah. And say, not on my watch. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Finances, the tail is not wagging this dog any longer. Hallelujah. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Finances are not going to take me under. I'm coming on top. But I'm going to do it God's way. Come on. How are we doing time-wise? Let me make sure. Oh, I got nine minutes. (laughs) Now go to Malachi with this in store. Malachi. Yeah, it's right, the last book of the Old Testament. Yo, it's Malachi. You know what I mean? Yo, same Malachi. Yo, how you doing? Hey, his name ends in a vowel, so be careful. You know what I mean? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> now, you all know that Malachi is where the tithe is addressed in offerings. Most people in here do. But what a lot of ministers don't address is that Malachi primarily is directed to leaders. Just read it. He addresses leaders being hostile to their, the wife of their youth. He addresses divorce in this chapter, chapter two. Your garments, it stains one's garments with violence. Divorce does. I hate divorce, the Lord says. It's not the unforgivable sin. It can be forgiven. But you can take it to the bank. There is always some type of collateral damage that comes as a result. Are you with me? You, you can't stop. I mean, you can, you can still stay under the favor of God. But there are consequences to actions that can, that can happen from our past. You know, one person said it to us this way. She said, you know, that went through a, ver- a very extreme abusive situation. This person had every right to be divorced, if anybody did. And this person said, you know, and it happened to be a woman. She said, it would be easier if my spouse was dead. And had died. She said, because the divorce, I have to deal with this person in some way, shape, or form the rest of my life. And every time I'm encountering those people, I have to keep the love of God in my heart. I have to walk in forgiveness. I'm, it's a constant reminder of the pain that person put me through in one sense. Are you with me? Are you, are you all here? So this whole thing. But let's. He, then he comes over here in, in the chapter 3 and verse 8, and he's addressing the whole nation. Will, uh, chapter 3, verse 8, please. Will a man rob God? That's the question. And then, this is God speaking through his prophet. And the Lord God Almighty saying, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And God's reply is in tithes and offerings. That's how you robbed me. Next verse. So God says this. And he's to the nation, to the leaders, say leaders first. Leaders first, and then the whole assembly. You're cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now that may, listen, that that is not an exaggeration on God's part. Because this is the part that starts messing with my box. When I look at this verse and see things like this in Scripture, I'm like, God, truly, there has to be at least ten. (laughs) <laughs> I have kept the principle. But see, you and I deal with things from an individual appraisal. God sees this whole nation as one man. He calls all of Israel, Isaac, Jacob. Are you with me? Think about it. What happened when they went into the promised land? They do everything God's way. They have a great victory. Where? Jericho. Next city, AI. Small city in comparison. They only send out so many troops. But somebody at Jericho sinned against the Lord. One man, say one man. one man. He took some of the stuff and hid it in his tent. And as a result of that disobedience, taking of the... And it's interesting that King James says he took of the accursed thing rather than the good thing. So finances for you and I, and listen, if, if this kind of like tweaks the fear of the Lord in our lives a little bit, it's okay. Be a better manager. Take it serious. Joyfully serious. Say joyfully serious. joyfully serious. Amen. Will your neighbor say joyfully serious. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. If Jesse Duplantis, I need his smile now. All right, next verse. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And the Lord, the only place in Scripture, try me now on this, test me, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. Go ahead, next verse. A lot of times they stop there. I will rebuke the devourer. God's saying this. For your sake. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground or your source of employment. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for your life in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Next verse. are you ready for this? And all nations will call you blessed. Boy, the church of the Lord Jesus is truly blessed of God. Hallelujah. Amen. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Next verse. Uh-oh. Say, uh-oh. Say, we're almost done. done. Your words have been harsh against me. Here's another revelation, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance of tithing? Are you with me? And that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts. Listen, have you ever had that thought? And I'm not saying it was yours, the devil could have hit you with it. I'm a tither, and why are sinners doing better than I am? How come they're living in those houses and I ain't? Come on. Anybody ever have that thought? Don't lie. Liars are friars. We all had that thought once in a while. We have a choice to take, to take that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Subdue that thought. <laughs> Bring it to the obedience of Christ. Next verse. So now we call the proud blessed. You may need to ask God to forgive you if you have spoken these words in some way, shape, or form. For those who do wickedness are raised up. The sinner folk are doing better than we are. They even tempt God and go free. Next verse. Ah, there is a remnant. Then those, say those. Let's read this together. Because everybody in here is part of the those. So let's, let's say it. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. Jehovah Jireh is my provider, hallelujah, amen. He is our provider, glory to God. We have a spirit of wisdom and revelation regarding the affairs of life. Bible says you and I have the mind of Christ for crying out loud. Amen? So the resources are available to us. We have to humble ourselves. Amen? True riches can be entrusted to anyone who is, uh, cannot be entrusted to anyone who is self-centered and doesn't have the Father's heart. Revealed in the life of Jesus for souls. Last verse. Proverbs 30. Do you love the word? Amen. Go to Proverbs 30. I found this in the midst. Why? why what is the secret of contentment? Because God wants every one of his people to be content. What is your source of income? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Thank you for preaching. He is. Amen. But with the measure you and I have, what's measured to us, we have to budget it. We have to assess it and attack what the resources are right now. We believe for increase. We have promises of it. But if we don't manage what we have, even if it's little, and that's why a lot of families today, because of the days we live, both spouses are working. There's more than one income. Why? To, to live. And if you're in New Jersey, to pay taxes. Right. Amen. Come on. You know, but anyway, let's look here. I found this in the Scripture in Proverbs 30. Go to verse 5, and we're going to wrap this up. Let's read it together. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. We're coming down to verse 9. Verse 6. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. Verse 7. Two things I request of you, deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me, unjust steward. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Next verse. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. In closing... God's a respecter of no man. Lord, what is my assignment? What is my family's assignment? Where have you placed us? In what community, at what in what neighborhood, and at what financial supply? Let me be a witness. Go back one verse. Feed me with the food allotted to me, with what you have entrusted to me as my master. May your light shine. Hallelujah. Because I don't matter if Donald Trump is saved now and he's a multi-billionaire or who all the billionaires and millionaires are. Amen. If God has their heart. Listen, in, in context, you have to understand this. This is a hard deal. This is all about heart. Isaiah 61, I'm sorry, I just have to conclude with this. I will give you the wealth of the nations. What in the world does he mean by that? And we always ascertain that as finances. The wealth of the nations is laid up for the just, and we confess, and we confess, and we decree, and rightfully so, it's good. But as I was meditating on that scripture one day in Isaiah Chapter 61. Holy Spirit asked me a question. And whenever God asks you a question, (laughs) think about it a little bit. He He asked me a question. He said, do you know what the wealth of the nations is? And I thought, I just, my default is Ezekiel. You know, Lord. You know, can these dry bones live? You know, Lord. That was Ezekiel's response. So God asked me a question. I said, you know, Lord, because I sure don't have a clue, apparently. (laughs) And he said this. He said, the wealth of the nations is the heart of the people. Because if you have somebody's heart, you have all of them. For God. world. You are living where you're at today, not by accident. Evangelize it. Prayerfully and then one step at a time. Share in your faith. Ask God. Jesus said you have not because you, you ask not. Is a soul worth it? How many people are going to greet you and I when we cross the threshold into heaven if Jesus tarries? I think part of the tears that will be wiped away in heaven are not because of the sins we committed on earth. I think that we're going to see, we're going to have a glimpse of seeing what we could have accomplished in him and what we didn't get done. Huh? Yeah. Well, Those tears are wiped away. Hallelujah. There's no, ju- there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. But when you and I say, I tell you what, there's unlimited potential in every one of us. It's him. Amen. Ed Cole said, God doesn't limit faith, and faith doesn't limit God. You are a sign and a wonder. Please stand. Sweetheart. Hallelujah. What does this have to do with anything? Everything. See, there, there's a trail, there's a pattern, and the word to Joshua, there's a path, there's a map, and God has given us a map, and part of that map is a year of transition. Where's this year and the revelation of this transitional time from you and I to be a greater light? Look at it. Momentum, weeks and months on the, on the, with the whole emphasis or a great emphasis on momentum. Amen. So faith is calling the things that are not as though they are. Boom, from momentum to being the light of the world. Amen? And then being those witnesses. Hallelujah. Come on, pray with me, honey. Grab your neighbor's hand. Please. Father, in Jesus' name. We, as your people, Father, we're asking for an absolute re- revived. Understanding and comprehension of our purpose here. It's in you we live and move and have our being. And Holy Spirit, we want to be dispensers of the true riches. We want to experience them and also allot them to those around us. We want to be that blessing of Abraham to the families of the nations. We want to be do our parts. And Lord, even in that verse in Proverbs 30, Feed us with the food, the portion that is ours. But so let your light shine, Lord Jesus. Praise God that we will be that li- the living witnesses you desire and minister to a lost and dying world every day in the love and power of God. And yeah, and thank you for the opportunities in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Go ahead, stewards of God. Give, the, give hell a headache, would you? Praise God.